Hello, fabulous ladies, and welcome back to another Five to Thrive Tuesday. Today, we're going to dive into a topic that's important to me and affects many women over 50. It's hair thinning. It's a common issue, but by understanding its causes, we can better identify and manage it. First, let me share a little story about my journey. A few years ago, my hairstylist started to notice thinning spots in my head. It actually seemed to have gotten worse through COVID. Now, he had been telling me to see a dermatologist, but honestly, I procrastinated as I assumed it was hereditary because other women in my family had thinning. I thought if I used over-counter treatments, it would get better, but it didn't until I sought treatment. Now, obviously, before we even get into this, I'm no dermatologist, but I have researched the topic throughout my journey, and I want to share five things that I learned that could cause hair thinning. So let's jump right in. Number one, the first cause of hormone is hormonal changes. So as we age, our bodies undergo numerous hormonal changes. During menopause, estrogen levels drop, which can lead to hair thinning. These hormones help protect the hair, and when the levels of these hormones decrease, the hair's growth cycle can be disrupted, leading to thinning. So while it's a natural part of aging, understanding it can help us address it more effectively. Now, in addition to menopause, conditions like polycystic ovary syndrome or PCOS can lead to hormonal imbalances also affecting hair growth. But always consult your doctor if you believe hormonal changes are causing your hair to thin. Our second is genetics, which actually is a contributor to my problems. Just like the color of your eyes or your height, hair characteristics, including density, can be inherited. Unfortunately, hereditary hair thinning is quite common and is often referred to as female pattern hair loss or androgenetic alopecia. If women in your family have experienced hair thinning as they've aged, then you may be genetically predisposed to it. Genetic predispositions aren't something that we can change, but knowing if we have them can guide us to strategies for management and possibly prevention. Again, while we can't change our genetics, being aware of our family history can help us understand our risk and take preventative measures. This includes maintaining a healthy scalp environment, taking certain medications, or considering treatments like PRP, platelet-rich plasma therapy. I've also actually had PRP. And we'll plan to talk about that maybe a little in a little more detail in a future segment. The third on our list is stress. Now, high stress levels can have numerous effects on our entire body, one of which is hair thinning. Periods of severe stress can disrupt the normal cycle of hair growth. I actually read that stress can push hair follicles into a kind of a resting place causing hair to fall out more easily. Managing stress may help prevent this type of hair loss. Regular exercise, meditation, getting a good night's sleep, 
and maintaining a healthy diet can help manage stress levels and reduce hair thinning. Speaking of maintaining a healthy diet, nutritional deficiencies. So deficiencies, particularly in vitamins like B12, D, E, and minerals, such as iron and zinc, can contribute to hair thinning. So ensuring a balanced diet that's rich in these nutrients, along with adequate protein, can play a role in aid in maintaining healthy hair. Now, I just recently learned about, I've known protein was good for you and that you should eat it, especially, eat more of it, especially as we age, but never in terms of healthy hair. And I know that throughout the last few years, I have been deficient in eating enough protein, but I can guarantee you I'm better at it now. Um, a blood test can determine if you have any deficiencies contributing to hair thinning. Now, once again, be sure to discuss this with your doctor. Finally, let's talk about medications and hair care practices. There actually are certain drugs, including some types of antidepressants, blood thinners, arthritis medications, and medications for heart disease that can contribute to hair thinning and hair loss as a side effect. I've actually recently started to pay more attention and read the information that comes with medications to see if hair thinning is a side effect of anything that I'm prescribed. Additionally, excessive use of heat styling tools, harsh hair products such as perms, coloring can also contribute to hair loss. Also, hairstyles that pull the hair back like ponytails or buns or braids can cause what's called traction alopecia. So if you're experiencing hair thinning and if you're on medication, consult your doctor. Now, never stop taking prescribed medication without speaking to your healthcare provider first. Also, consider your hair practices as if they may be contributing to your hair thinning. So there you have it, ladies. As you can see, there are many factors that contribute to hair thinning, from hormonal changes to our genetic makeup, stress levels, diet, medication, and hair practices. Understanding these causes is the first step in maintaining hair thinning effectively. Remember, it's important to seek professional advice if you're concerned about hair thinning. As we continue the series on hair thinning, we'll explore more about managing and caring for thinning hair, so stay tuned. Until next time, remember, knowledge is power. Here's to thriving at any age. Thank you so much for joining me on the 5 to Thrive Tuesday segment of the Aging with Grace and Style podcast. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite platform so that you don't miss an episode. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram at I am Valerie Hatcher or reach out through email at hello at agingwithgraceandstyle.com. Until next time, let's continue to age with grace, style, and a touch of sass.